Voice at the Table provides practical information to ensure people with a cognitive disability have a real and equal voice on boards, committees and advisory groups. We do this by providing training for people with an acquired brain injury or intellectual disability and through a peer-led monthly meetup. We educate organisations and government departments to use inclusive meeting practices by providing training and resources. But most importantly, VAT tries to make the world a place where everyone is equal and can participate by being given supports they need to contribute the way they want. Our board is disability-led and our resources and training are co-produced and facilitated by people with a disability. Come check us out, voiceatthetable.com.au. We gather together today on this special place to continue our learning journey together. We are knowing the boy Barung and Boom Barung, people of the Kuma Nation as the tradition Kajitian of this land and waters of the place where we are recording this podcast and this suffering had not been Jesus. We knowledge and pay respect to the oldest past and present and emerging. We also pay respect to the First Nations who are listening. We remember the self-advocates who have worked really, really hard over the years for the right for themselves and other people with disabilities to live in the community and for equality and human rights for all. Nothing about us without us. Welcome to VAT Chat for another episode. Today, we'll be talking about information and how accessible is information in a meeting. Today we have guest speakers with me, and that being uh, Beck Biddle, Graham Bindings. Do you want to introduce yourself and you know, what self-advocacy groups are you part of, Graham? Me? Um, this land, this land, this land, more, this land, New Wave. New Wave? Yeah. That's a pretty active one, isn't it? Yeah, this land. And Beth, what about you? What care to introduce yourself and everything you do? Hi, I'm Becky Biddle. I'm the representative for All Ability Self Advocacy Group in Southwest Victoria. I am on the I'm I'm part of the Voice at the Table Graduate Group. I'm also the connector for our All Abilities Group on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on the uh, Victoria Self Advocacy Network group. Well, you are busy, aren't you? I know you're quite busy on Facebook. I see lots of posts from you all the time, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Amanda's tip is use easy English from the word go. At Voice of the Table... We talk a lot about accessible information. So what does that even mean? Well, I guess the first tip we have is always ask the self-advocate, 
how they like their information to be written in. Also, it's really helpful, self-advocates, if you know how you like your information to be given to you. So obviously there's things like emails and text messages and in the post, but how do you write the information so that it's easy for people to read? At VatChat, we've created a new term, it's called Jargon English. Most of the information we get in life is written in Jargon English. It means that there are lots of big words used, there are lots of acronyms used, and there's lots of jargon words used, and jargon words are words that make sense in some organisations, but they don't make sense to other people outside of those organisations. So let's not use jargon English, let's not use those small fonts, let's not use lines written really close together so it's hard for people to read. What we say is that we've got two other solutions. They're called plain English and easy English. Plain English is using plain English. Don't use big words. If you do, make sure you explain what they mean. Use big fonts. Size 16 is really great. Use good line spacing. And while those curly fonts are really beautiful, lots of people can't read them. So just use really plain fonts like Ariel or Calibri. Break it down. Make the information accessible and simple. That's what plain English is. And it's so great because so many more people can read easy English. Throw jargon English out. Then there's something called easy English. And that's really simple sentences explaining the information. And it has a picture next to it, which is the picture that shows the meaning of the words. You know, if you write, lots of people like eating carrots, and the picture next to that is of just someone standing there smiling, it doesn't really show that lots of people like eating carrots. The picture that you would have is somebody smiling, eating a carrot. Good luck finding that picture on the internet. That's what easy English is. Really, plain English sentences with pictures that match. Not too much information, but do you know what? So many self-advocates who are part of Voice of the Table really, really find easy English the best way for them to understand. So while it might take a long time, it's really important because that's what access and inclusion is. It's finding ways to help people be included. So good luck with that. Enjoy your easy English and plain English. Nothing about us without us. Now that we know what easy English is and what plain English is, what are your preferred methods for receiving this information, Graham? Email or post. And what formats do you like? Do you like it in English with lots of jargon, plain English, easy English, uh, hard copy as in like paper or just electronic copies? I like easy English. Yeah. Why Why do you like getting it in easy English? Um, just, just some words could be a bit hard. I think picture might help. Could help a bit. So, what about you, Beck? Do you like uh, plain English, easy English, jargon English? I don't think anyone really uh, likes jargon English. Ah, uh, easy English for me with pictures, so that way I can understand what's happening. Because a lot, like Ray, I can't read a lot of hard words. 
So yeah. if I have the picture, I can see what's happening and I can understand, I can yeah, what it's about. So easy English all the way for me. <laughs> That's good. Easy English is a good way of doing it, I think. Uh, I personally, um, plain English is enough, good enough for me, um, but I do enjoy the easy English versions. I find it much easier to, to quickly scan and, and understand what's going on. One of the things is that there is a lot of information that can be attached to a meeting, and this includes things like agendas, meeting minutes, reports, PowerPoints, evaluations, and just data in general, and then any other information that might be given out. And these could include things like posters or flyers for upcoming events and things like that. And a committee, these are normal things that happen. Now, that's a pretty big list of information that could turn up. And how, how do you deal with that much information, Beck? Well, it's a little hard sometimes to deal with too much information. Um, I um, like I've, I get a lot of emails, so I get a lot of emails. I probably only read two or three emails a day. Um, and if there's too much and it's too big, there's too much information on there, I'm more likely just to scroll through it and then miss half of it because I find it hard to read. I struggle with reading them. So I like to be short and just straight to the point, not just one long email. What about you, Graham? Is that similar or something different for you? Similar. I like to um, send me the text to remind me for next meeting. Yeah. For you, how much is too much? We don't have a lot of paper, but a bit too much. Yeah. You're listening to That Chat. An important part of for dealing with self-advocates or basically for anyone within a meeting is getting a reminder of when the meeting is. We touched on it a little bit by saying text messaging is great for that. But also, if you were to receive all the information, how, how far out from the meeting is a good time to receive that information to begin with? A week, about a week or something. A week at, at the minimum? Yeah. You want it at least a week beforehand. You know, I know, I know, know what to do. When, when, when something else happened, I can... I can hmm? Haven't double booked yourself in the calendar. I agree with you on that one. It's, it's, I, I do it all the time. If it's not in my calendar, it yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> if we're in the, if we're in the diary, not too many things on, so we have to start the book within my show. What about you, Beck? How long before a meeting would you like the information? Two days before it, I reckon. So, Two yeah. days? That's not very long. Yeah, what no. Of, what if they send it out to you in, um, I love this phrase now, jargon English? <laughs> How long is it going to take you to go through that information so you're prepared for the meeting? Ah, okay. Well, I've then probably had to change to a week yeah. so that I can look over it and then study it. Do you have any time in there for getting someone in to help you understand it? 
I don't, I tried to just go for it. Oh, I oh I just um, I can't understand. I might just like just use Google, like Google the words, and then get Google to translate it for me. Yeah. Our self advocates in our graduate group, they really like it at least two weeks beforehand. That way they've got time to, you know, if there are important things or if they need to get something ready for the meeting, that way they've got time to organise a support worker maybe or uh, yeah. or ask ask um, someone like the wonderful Anne and Amy in the VAT office if they could help out with translating the information that's given to them. When you come to monthly meetups, do you feel like you get listened to there? Listen to there? Yes, but give me a chance straight up to what I want. Yes, many a times, many a times. I've been to a lot of meetings where I felt I've uh, been listened to. Uh, yes. Do you think things like, why am I here? They're not listening to me? Yeah, most meetings I've got pretty, pretty good, and I? Yeah. I joined the Boston Table meeting. Nothing about us without us. We've been talking about easy English, plain English, jargon English, my new favourite saying, yeah. and we're just just about to touch on jargon words itself. But before we do, um, Beck, Graham, um, if you don't get easy English information for an upcoming meeting, how does it make you feel? Uh, but if it's not easy, if it's not easy English, uh, it, it, it makes me feel unincluded, um, as if I don't. Um, so unincluded and not having a voice, it makes me upset. So, yeah, because it's not, it's not inclusive. Exactly. I think that's hit the nail on the head right there, Beck, the, the whole not being, not feeling included. It's absolutely yeah. spot on. So we'll move into jargon words. Now, these are words that are usually thrown about in a meeting. They throw these words around because they're the words that they use inside the organisation. So for those of us outside of an organisation, jargon words mean absolutely nothing. When you do come across jargon words in your meeting papers and things like that, any of the information that's sent out to you, how do you deal with that, Graham? Uh, does that mean it's a bit hard to read or? Yeah. I find that some wrong words a bit, bit hard to read. And what do you do to enable you to read those words, to understand those the words? Picture. The picture. Pictures, yeah. And and if they don't send a, send send pictures with it, how would you deal with it? I feel I can't. I feel a bit, bit hard to work. It's hard to some work, but be hard to understand the word. If they don't send it out, it'll make you feel like you're not included. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. What about you, Beck? Uh, frustrated, upset. Yeah. Um, that if I can't read it, I get my mum to read it for me, and she tries to explain to the best, the best she can what the actual world means. But it makes me feel very unincluded. Uh, it makes me feel upset, frustrated because 
you know, um, yeah, because I haven't put it in easy English. And I've come across a lot of documents in emails and stuff that I've gotten and it's always in jargon and it's I can hardly ever understand. So I just get my mum to read it out and she'll try to explain it to me what they're talking about. So, yeah. I think you, if I remember, you were telling me about a text-to-speech program that you use sometimes. Yeah, some documents that I get or I look at on online, on Facebook or whatever, or if they come with like a voice readover, yeah. And that helps so, you understand better, does Yeah, because it? It, it, it reads the document for me, but it's, it, if it's a jargon, it's not, not going to understand it. I was yeah. just put into easy English terms so I can understand. So, yeah. You can find out more voiceatthetable.com.au. I think that's an important point to bring up that not all um, information is provided on paper. Sometimes it is uh, an audible information, as in information that you can hear. Um, yeah. Are there times when you've experienced any of that? I have. I've received um, text messages so, um, from um, Centrelink and Arthur Ty Conor Bank inboxes me for you know, accounts due. And so, but um, also a few emails I received, they've been jargon, that's been from the government. So, yeah. How do you two find um, Zoom meetings? Are they accessible um, if information is presented in these meetings and someone shares a screen? Is that helpful or not? Um, share screen, yes, they're helpful. And, and if they only do it in jargon words, is that helpful? In the hardware? Not really. Not really, no. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> think so either. You know, especially with Zoom meetings, because we are in this time of COVID lockdown restrictions yeah. and a lot of our meetings are via Zoom or Google Meet or whatever the other ones are called, I'm not sure. Yeah. I like the face-to-face meeting would be nice, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, face-to-face would make this uh, much more enjoyable. What about you, Beck? How have you been finding Zoom meetings? So uh, with the Zoom, yeah, I do find it pretty easy, but sometimes I don't if it's audio problem, like I can't hear someone because it cuts out. Uh, if um, the link doesn't work or I'm trying to find a link for an email because I get so much email, sometimes I've got to go through it and try and find the link. For me, it's easier through either on Facebook in an event done for a group or the link is sent to me through Facebook Messenger. That way I don't have to go scrolling, scroll and pull it. And what about you, Graham? How do you like your links sent to you, especially for Zoom meetings? Something to tell me what you seen on, on the day or? We've got our Easy English information sent out to us. We've got our meeting put into our calendars. Do you need a further reminder? Do you need a text message, say, the day before? Um, do you need a, a, an email two days before or something yeah, like that? Yes. 
how do you like to get that reminder? Uh, two days before. Uh, and then get the link sent to you on the day, if it's a remote meeting, of course. Yeah. When do you like to get your reminder sent to you? Uh, I usually like it the day, be- the day before, yeah. Um, that way I know it. So I'll throw it in a text if possible. If not, um, then through an email. So, yeah. It's always nice just to touch base with... Um, yeah. As a as the experts and as the self advocates, it's always nice for us to have that organisation or whoever caring enough to include us yeah. in those reminders. And Definitely, yes. Understanding that those reminders are quite important. So I'm going to thank um, our guests today, Beck, Little, Graham Binding. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, Nothing, Nothing about, about us without us. us. Rainbow Rights is a self-advocacy group for people with intellectual disabilities in the LGBTIQ community. It's run by people with intellectual disabilities. We meet every week at the moment uh, to discuss issues and think of ways how to take our message out into the community. Our message is that uh, people with intellectual disabilities shouldn't be left out of uh, choices and uh, we wish we we're part of the community and we also have a uh, sexuality where you know, we shouldn't be um, hiding our sexuality. The song was recorded uh, by uh, the group. It was when we were first on it, everyone got into the room and words were flung around and um, they decided to Put, they put the song together and that's how we got the lyrics. Um, we also did also the video clip of it as well that goes with the song, uh, which is actually members of Rainbow Rights in the uh, film clip as well. You can uh, see it on the uh, Voices Together website under Rainbow Rights. You can see it on the Rainbow Rights website, which is www.rainbowrights.com com.au or you can see it in YouTube people should have a listen to the song because it is awesome I'm sexy and I'm proud me and my partner turn up way up loud he doesn't care how I look or that I'm a man I'm sexy and he gets me the way I am this is me for all the world to see The way I am is who I'm meant to be I got the right to love anybody Living is wild and free Living is wild and free I'm proud of the body I was born in It's taken me years to say I've got lots of love left in it and I'm free to choose the way I play This is me For all the world to see The way I am is who I'm meant to be I got the right to love anybody Living is wild and free Living is wild and free I don't feel equal yet When you only see a disability when I got me, got 
what's the way to go Do I celebrate my sexuality? This is me For all the world to see The way I am is who I'm meant to be I got the right to love anybody Living is wild and free Living is wild and free With my family Standing here with me I can be anything I really want to be Never see the light I got my rainbow whites We stand united We are deciding Welcome to Justin's Joke. <laughs> a bloke went into the barber's shop and he asked the barber, how much for a haircut? And the barber replied, $15, sir. And the bloke said, how much for a shave? And the barber said, oh, $10, sir. So the bloke sat in the chair and said, you can shave my head then. Thanks to all the VatChat team and people who participated today, our co-producers, Anne Van Leerdam and Warren Lorem, our special guests, Beck Biddle and Graham Binding, the VatChat working group who steer the direction of VatChat, and last but not least, Justin O'Brien for Justin's Joke. VatChat podcast is part of the Voice at the Table training, voiceatthetable.com.au.